SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. Good evening, everybody. Lesejo just enjoying her Monday. They're wanting us to play some songs, which I'm not really keen on because I want to have a conversation with Brigadier Vishnaidu, the spokesperson, national spokesperson of the South African Police Service. Of course, we're talking about National Police Day. Being a police officer in South Africa in the past and currently, it's probably one of the most stressful areas of work in the country. Of course, as South Africa moved towards a democratic dispensation and entrenching itself 26 years on, it was clear that many changes needed to be made in all institutions of our country and the police service was probably the key institution for change for a number of reasons. Today marks the National Police Day, a day on which we honor the good men and women in blue. To honor those who work tirelessly regardless of the challenges in the SAPs and the negative perceptions that may still persist in the community. The question then is, how can we mend walls between SAPs and communities? How should this day be used and what should it mean, especially to the men and women in blue? Brigadier Vishnaidu, spokesperson for the SAPs. Good evening. Thanks for your time. A very, very good evening and thank you for this opportunity. How best can we first of all, respect the calling, noble profession of being a police officer and especially how do we bridge the seeming obvious chasms between the police and their community and the relationship in many respects premised on distrust? Yeah, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, it's just a few members that every so often bring the organization into disrepute. But to answer your question, your first question, I would say is to look at the exemplary work that the majority of our policemen and women are doing. Um, you know, these men and women put their lives on the line. Um, you, you, you may have seen for yourself lately uh, the number of our police officers that are being attacked, wounded, and killed in the process mm. uh, of executing their duties. Um, you know, we have at the moment our see our prisons popping at their seams because of the hard work that police officers are doing to put these prisoners behind bars, these criminals rather behind bars. So it, it's only because of the work of police officers that they are able to we, we are able to see them go through those prosecutorial processes and be found guilty of crimes, heinous crimes, most of them, and put behind bars. So this is what where I think people, the, the, the community at large, can draw their confidence from, uh, you know, when they see the hard work that is being done. We are 195,000 strong in the organization. Surely, you know, you're going to, uh, we're going to experience one or two police officers, um, you know, veering off the, the straight line that we set out for them in terms of our regulations and our laws. We're saying don't look at those police officers because we deal with them decisively, uh, you know. And with social media uh, having its advantages and disadvantages, the biggest disadvantage for us is that those uh, those negative um, displays by police officers, they tend to go viral more than the good work that our police officers do. And, and that's why we, we, you know, we, we are brought into disrepute. 
You're talking about the fact that our prisons are popping at the seams because of the good work that has been done by police. Could I ask the same question, albeit differently, to try and create a different narrative from what you were trying to advance? Is that not in many respects, or in another respect, not necessarily many respects, but in another respect, a confirmation of police failure, particularly from a visible policing perspective, because it is visible policing that actually prevents crimes themselves from taking place. You talk about being 200,000, 195,000 was the figure you offered, in a population of 55 million. I would hate to consider the police to community ratio in that regard. Are we not talking the message that we shouldn't be talking about in terms of celebrating prisons increasing in numbers because of good work the police is doing as opposed to lamenting the lack of visible policing and the lack of policing in the first place? That, that would be a, a, a negative way of looking at it because remember, crime is not solely a policing problem. I think that is a, a common understanding between everybody. There are various factors that contribute to, towards crime. We had a discussion last week about murders that have been committed where a father is taking the lives of four of his children within the confines of his house. How would crime prevention prevent something like that? Where a niece or a nephew uh, is being raped or sexually molested by an uncle or an aunt or, you know, uh, uh, these crimes are being con committed within the confines of a, the walls of a house or, you know, of the sanctity of a home. How is the police going to prevent that? These are the, some of the questions that we do through an, our analysis. And, and, and believe it or not, majority of these crimes are committed that way. The social ills of society are what's con contributing towards uh, criminality in the country. And you have, one has to be very realistic. Very, very realistic. Yes, the police, unfortunately, have, uh, have become the punching bag mm. of, uh, the, the, you know, these realities of crime. But nobody takes the time to understand what are the contributing factors to that. It's the, the, the moral fiber, the degeneration of the moral fiber of society as well is what contributes to it. You know, we, we have taken some areas in South Africa. For the, for, and it's purely for the perp, for our, our the analysis done for our operational purposes. Yes, we have found that in certain areas between a certain period of time, and these and these periods of time differ from areas to areas where crimes are being committed. And then we ask ourselves this question: wh Why is it like that? And then from those analyses, we put mitigating measures in place to overcome those to try and overcome those crimes, but. The, 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 because of the, the, the social fabric of society is the way, because of the way it is. Brigadier Naidu, before you get cut off, let me say I'm going to return to you immediately after the break. SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. On the viewpoint. Let's be positive. That's the message from Brigadier Vishnaidu, the national spokesperson of the South African Police Service, especially insisting on the fact that some of the challenges that pertain in the policing environment or in the sector are because of the moral degeneration and the breakdown in the social fabric of our communities. And of course, the punching bag, which is correctly characterized, do then become the national officers, the men and women who give so much of their time and, frankly, of their bodies, their lives in the service of others. At a ratio of one police officer to 282, that's 195,000 in a population of 55 million. The question is the dire shortages of supplies of men and women in blue, not necessarily the competency or control of the SAPS, but more systemic national government issues. 
all the more then exacerbates some of these challenges society has as a relationship be- between itself and the police. But let us be positive because the reality is, notwithstanding all of those, Vishnaidu gets up, puts on his uniform and goes to work and acts as a protector of society. And many of his colleagues do the same thing. At times a very thankless task and especially at times they will leave their homes which are in the line of fire and go to where they are required to be at a time where they are protecting somebody else or another interest at the expense of their most immediate interest, their families and homes. And not enough of that is said about them. Let's have a conversation about National Police Day, its significance and why it ought to, notwithstanding all the problems, celebrate the men and women in blue. Mr. Naidu? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Okay, thank you very much for that. So, the National Police Day, let me just take you back when, when uh, at the dawn of democracy, in 1995, the South African police force at that time, mm. uh, we had an amalgamation of all the TBVC states, KwaZulu Police, and then uh, the SAP then, and we became a South African police service, and that was declared in January 27. 1995. Ten years later, cabinet decided no. They they want to declare the 27th of January in 2005 as a day to be celebrated as a National Police Day. Hence, we had that celebration today uh, at Galvandale Stadium in uh, in just outside Port Port Elizabeth in an area called Galvandale. And last year we had it in Pumalanga. The year before was in KwaZulu Natal. So. It's been running for a few years now, and we, we keep rotating those province, the provinces. I think next year the province would be in Limpopo, where we will be having that celebration. It's a day that is set aside to encourage our police officers. I mean, like you said, and like I have said as well, we are in a tankless, uh, a tankless profession, and we have to find ways and means of enhancing the morale and encouraging our police officers despite the, 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 the harsh working conditions, the challenges that they must endure from a, on a day-to-day basis, we have to find a way to encourage them. Now, the National Police Day was not a day that we celebrated on its own. In the build-up to this day, on Friday, we had a fundraising golf challenge. Mm-hmm. The SAPS had a fundraising golf challenge, uh, followed by a fundraising dinner, for the South African Police Service Education Trust. It's called the SAPSET. That trust has been created to fund the children of deceased police uh, men and women that have given their lives uh, in, in the course of duty. And those so far, we have been able to educate nearly a 1,000 children. We are currently financing over 200. The, the fund is under... Tremendous pressure. We are encouraging a lot of businesses, uh, individuals. We are, we're saying no amount of money is too little, no amount of money is too much to help. So this fund can help educate. We have good stories to tell from this fund. We have had children that have, have uh, uh, excelled in science, in maths, uh, in accounting fields, in medical fields, um, in public relations fields, and so forth. And these are children whose parents or parents have given their lives uh, for, for the safety of others in this country. After that day, um, the, 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 um, on, um, on the Saturday, 
we we donated a house uh, from the South African police. We donated a house to a 79-year-old grandmother who's been living with her daughter and five grandchildren in a single-room shack in Motherwell, also just outside Port Elizabeth. And this is something we've been doing at least for the past four years. We find a destitute family and we, we donate this. Uh, that was also also widely pop, uh, uh, publicized and broadcasted, but it is part of the SAP's social corporate investment program. Uh, you know, we don't always want to take while we're requesting money for the SAP set. We also saw it fit to also give. And I, I can tell you it was one of the best moments of the four days that we've spent in the in the Port Elizabeth area for us to see that joy in the in the in the eyes and in the face of the Gogo, as well as a child and, and five grandchildren. Now they're living uh, with dignity. They're living, a, 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 you know, a, in a dignified way. Um, so the house was fully furnished, a beautiful uh, vegetative plants were, were planted. We planted grapes, um, banana, uh, pear trees, and so forth on, on the property so, so that it, this, they can be self-sustained in terms of, you know, those trees bearing fruits and so forth. Following that, we had the National Excellence Awards. Um, last night, this is a night where we uh, reward police men and women for their excellence. We've had about 45 categories, uh, you know, in which we could accommodate all levels, whether it's support service, visible policing, detectives, crime intelligence, uh, all categories. Uh, protection and security service and so forth we, so that our members can work towards a particular goal because this excellence award was helping to motivate and encourage police officers to be more competitive uh, in delivering a more professional service moving forward and then today we had the the, 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 the last but not least the celebration of the National Police Day Fantastic. Here's a message that I would like to read out to you. Perhaps this is some of the. Oh, this represents a sentiment. I don't know whether it's in the majority or minority. There are 195,000 weak police officers unable to arrest one corrupt magistrate, Matebesi, and armed gunmen. Stop lying, trying to be clever. SAPS is weak. It covers up serious crimes by members of the judiciary and fails to investigate and arrest them. Useless piece of unit. Uncapture the police first. Stop patronage to criminals. Never mind everything else. Uncapture the police first. To the extent that you are aware, what is the confluence between political interests versus policing interests that many, all and sundry, have lamented as part of the problem in making sure the rollout of national police issues, programs, safety and security problems have been stalled because of this interplay between policing issues and there being intervention from a political sense. We know, of course, that the National Commissioner is a political appointee, as is the Minister of Policing. And because of that, invariably, there will be political issues in the space of policing issues. Your response to that? Let me start first with the, with the, with the second. Yes, the Minister of Police is a political appointment. That we all know. But the National Commissioner, I beg to defend. The, the National Commissioner, it's a prerogative of the President to appoint the National Commissioner, yes, but this National Commissioner has grown through the ranks, or, or, or come up the ranks, should I say, from the level of a constable. So he's a seasoned police officer. He's not somebody um, that, you know, you, it would depend, and I don't want to get into the discussion of politics, 
But I must say, we have never denied that um, th- that there's some there's weaknesses uh, or there's certain weaknesses amongst our police officers. I've said that from the. In fact, it was my first line. I said there's a very few police officers that tends to bring the organization into disrepute. But unfortunately for us, that tends to get more of the publicity, um, you know, that, uh, than it deserves. So that's what pe- that's what what changes people's perceptions and or creates negative perceptions towards the police. We've never denied that we've we have even arrested our police officers, had them charged criminally. Our own very own colleagues, we had them dismissed from the organisation. We have done that. We have statistics readily available to show how many of these police officers are even behind bars for committing crimes. And, you know, <laughs> there's a very interesting analogy that that goes around. Um, and I, and I, I'm not in any way using this analogy to justify um, any criminality or condone or uh, criminality within uh, amongst members, um, you know, from within our ranks. You know, they say when Adam and Eve were, was placed on earth, they, one of them did the wrong thing. The 12 disciples that followed Jesus, uh, two of them betrayed Jesus. We have 195,000 personnel, and they're not all functional police officers. About 40,000 plus of them are, are, are support. The rest are, are functional operational police officers. Now, from 195,000, you're sure to get one or two that's going to not toe the line. Let's leave That's it there. Thank you so much for your time. No, we accept that we can have a conversation for long, but we appreciate the fact that National Police Day does honor policemen, does honor policewomen. Thank you so much for your time, Brigadier Vishnaidu, and we certainly hope that all that euphoria that comes with a day like this and all the positive energy that is derived from it will sustain the police officers for the rest of the year until this time next year where we celebrate your good work nonetheless. Thank you so much. Brigadier Vishnaidu, National Spokesperson, South African Police Service.